So the big question is this. How do regular dads like us, who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. All right, what's up, all you rad dads out there? Thank you so much for being with us today, and we got a lot of fantastic info for you and we're going to jump right into it. I'm Eric Wagnon. Um, I'm going to turn the time over to Jefferson Harmon and as fathers, happiness is huge and quite honestly, and no, we're not always happy 100% of the time, but striving for it and Jefferson's going to give us some huge tips and quite honestly, we are the examples for our kids and you know, we got to push through it and and work on ourselves and make ourselves better so that we can be the example and actually be totally rad dads for our kids. So Jefferson, take her away. Yeah, for sure. No, I I just want to kind of dovetail on what you were just talking about. I was with all this craziness going on right now. I mean, riots and, and COVID and, you know, all this stuff. It's funny though, COVID stopped once the riot started. So, but we're not going to get into that, but um, you know, all the stuff just going around social media about this and about that. And, and I saw this little clip about um, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington was talking about what it's going to take to stop thing. I mean, this, this was, this was not recent. This was probably a couple of years ago, yeah. but he was just talking about, where everything stops and starts. And he said, it's in the home. It's in the home. He said he had a group of, I think, two or three buddies of his uh, growing up. And he went through and he said, all either the two or the three, all of them are in jail. You know, all of them are locked up for long periods of time. I watched that clip. And yeah, his his two best friends, there's three of them. And he said when, you know, they did stuff that could have got just about anybody put in jail. But he said when he was about 13, he's the only one of the three that had a mother and a father figure in his life. And uh, he said they continued doing the stupid things. And my parents steered me straight. And uh, that's why I am where I am today. So exactly. And yeah, that's where I was going with that is like it, it starts with us, right? It starts with us. This time has given us a, you know, this, what we're going through right now has given us a little bit of time to talk to our kids about, you know, how to treat other people, you know, the golden rule, treat, you know, treat others how you would want to be treated. And um, anyway, we're not going to get into that because we can, we can go on a huge tangent, but let's, let's get back to um, this book, The Happiness Trap. And what I want to go through today, um, I, I have a little bit of info, so let's just jump right into it. Okay. So, how many of you have had these thoughts? I've got great kids, a great spouse, a great house, a great job. So why am I not happy? I myself have said those things within the last couple of years. Um, I went on a guy's trip a couple of years ago with four of my closest friends. You know, you know some of them. Casey Swen, you know, I, I'm not uh, going to say names. Yeah. Out, but anyway, <laughs> Love my name we, we, went to, we went to uh, college with a couple of them. Anyway, we went on a guy's trip. Um, and they're all pretty successful guys. And so am I. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not uh, successful in, in my job, but they, you know, all have their own businesses and this and that. And we had a really good time. But when we, when we, when I got home, I, I don't know, I just felt like I was in a, a deep, dark depression. Um, I was never diagnosed, but uh, I just, I wasn't happy. 
um, I, I, I asked myself this question, why am I not happy? Like, like I said, at the very beginning of this, uh, of this, of this little chat is, is I've got awesome kids. I've got a fantastic, phenomenal wife, a good job, but I just, I just wasn't feeling happy. Um, I, I was able to kind of get out of this funk. Thank goodness. That's what I call my little, little, little sp- uh, you know, spurts of, of not feeling well. I call them funks. The, you know what? We hadn't talked about this previously, but that's exactly what I call it too. When I go yeah. through just one of those phases where I can stop and tell myself, hey, everything's great. Look around you. And I'll stop. I'll look around and be like, hey, my life is pretty good. Like I, yeah. I can't, you know, but I'm still just in a funk right now. And I do not feel happy. Like I just do not, yep. I don't feel fulfilled in this particular moment, you know? So yeah, yeah and I'm, it's a funk. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, and I'm sure most of you guys and, 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 you know, hopefully girls are listening or moms are listening to this too, but I'm sure you guys have kind of felt that same way too. Uh, maybe your relationship is in trouble or you're lonely or heartbroken. Maybe you hate your job or you, you even lost your job. Maybe your health is deteriorating. Maybe some of you love, um, the love of your life has died or, or left your life in some way. Um, so in some way you're in a funk no matter what you're going through, it will bring up unpleasant thoughts and feelings. And you have, you've probably spent a lot of time trying to escape these, these feelings. Uh, I'm going to suggest to you right now that those efforts are actually making the problem worse. The solution is the problem. So let me explain. So what do you do when you have an itch? You scratch it, right? Scratch it, baby. The solution usually works, right? But what happens when you develop a patch of eczema? You know, the skin is very itchy. So naturally you want to scratch it. Well, with eczema, when you scratch the itchy skin, the body releases histamines, which makes the skin more red and itchy. So the solution actually becomes the problem. So here are a couple Uh of real life situations to kind of illustrate this. You don't like social situations because it gives you a lot of anxiety. So you avoid them. You decline social invitations because of anxiety. You live alone. When you want to go to a social outing, you are so out of practice. When it comes to socializing, you decide to not go because the anxiety will be a threat or at threat level midnight. That was, a, that was an office uh, reference <laughs> for all you office fans out there. Michael Scott. Gotcha. All right. Here's another one. You and your wife are not getting along. To avoid the tension in the house, you work longer hours. This does not fix the problem. It just creates more tension and your wife gets more dissatisfied with your marriage. Here's another one. one. Yeah. Um, You're overweight and to deal with your depression, you eat a slice of chocolate cake. Makes you feel good for a little bit. But after the good feeling is gone, you sink deeper into, into a depressed state thinking about all of the calories you just ate. Man, that finally, sounds like, that sounds like quarantine to me. <laughs> COVID-19, right? I, I put on the COVID-19, 19 pounds. Um, and here's the last one. You're out of shape and overweight. To fix the problem, you start to work out. Working out for the first time in a long time, you feel sore and uncomfortable. Not liking these feelings, you stop working out, working out altogether, right? These are called control strategies. They are meant to directly control the way you feel. Okay, so let's go over some, some common control strategies. They're divided into flight versus fight strategies, okay? So here's a flight strategy, hiding or escaping. You hide away from social situations because they might give rise to some uncomfortable feelings or thoughts. This might include dropping out of a class or canceling a social event. Here's a fight 
um, situation, suppression. You try to directly suppress unwanted thoughts and feelings. You push them out of your mind, deep down inside. Flight, here's a flight one, so distraction. You distract yourself from the unwanted thought or feeling. For example, if you feel anxious or nervous, you go smoke a cigarette or eat a bowl of ice cream. Um, or you are having feelings about a certain situation at work the next day, so you stay up all night watching TV. Okay, here's a fight situation, arguing. This is where you argue with your thoughts. It, may, it might be that your thoughts are telling you that you are a failure. You will tell your thoughts that you're, you are not, and here are the reasons why. Or you will argue with reality stating that things shouldn't be this way. Okay, here's a flight situation, zoning out or numbing out. This, con this control strategy is done mostly by the use of some sort of mind-altering substance, medication, drugs, alcohol. This can also be done by sleeping excessively. Looking at your phone too. Looking at your, that's a huge one, right? Looking at your phone, just getting lost for hours in your phone, just right. kind of zoning out. All right, here's a fight situation, taking charge. This is accomplished by telling yourself to snap out of it or stay calm or cheer up. You know, also when you try to force yourself to be happy when you are not. Okay. And finally, fight self-bullying. This is when you say things to yourself like you are such a loser or you're an idiot. Okay. Is there anything wrong with these, these control strategies? There isn't if you use these guidelines. Okay. Only use them in moderation. Only use them in situa situations where they can work. And using them doesn't stop you from doing the things you value, okay? So let's kind of go over these, um, these uh, guidelines, okay? The strategies work for run-of-the-mill situations. Sometimes you just need to zone out. I've done this. I've done this one a lot, okay? Sitting in front of the TV watching a funny movie is one of the strategies that works best for me to get out of a funk, Okay going golfing to distract myself from, from work. Okay. We're both of both Eric and I were, we're, we're small business owners. Okay. The, the, we're both chiropractors and a lot of times we have to wear a lot of hats. Okay. Going from going to physician to, um, HR to, to the HR department to, I mean, we wear a lot of hats. So sometimes it just gets stressful and going golfing as, as funny as that sounds, because I get so, so mad at golfing, but it's just a way for me to, to escape. Okay. Um, taking charge and almost shouting at myself to snap out of it. That's actually work too. I just kind of look at myself in the mirror and say, get out of it. Right. You're fine. Kind of like what you said earlier, Eric, to get out of a funk is just like snap your fingers. Let's go. You know, yeah. that, that, that works. Um, as long as you use these situations in moderation, they can be beneficial. But on the flip side, doing these too much will have its consequences as well. If I am in a funk and sit and binge watch an entire season or of a sitcom for a long period of time, I will have ne neglected my family, my job. You know, that's bad. If I go golfing too much, you know, if I were to go golfing every day, eh, I'd probably lose my job and my family uh, because I'd be, you know, around because it takes, it takes so about, flipping long to golf. It takes about four hours, man. It's crazy. It's crazy long. Um, but my wife knows that that's that's a good outlet for me, um, and I'm not I'm not drinking. I'm not doing anything like that. So she's like, you know, go do that. That's that's you. You need that. Um, so. Uh, using control strategies can work. 
in some situations. Here's a situation that it cannot work. Grief. So grief is something that we will all go through. We, we will all go through grief in life, whether it's losing a job, losing a limb, losing a loved one. You know, it's a normal emotional reaction. Grief will eventually pass. Unfortunately, some of us do not want to go through that phase. So we kind of push it down, right? We just kind of bury it and say, nope, don't want to deal with it. Okay. It, that will, that will, it, grief comes up eventually. Okay. Um, we want to distract from grief by, you know, maybe getting into another relationship, you know, the rebound or numbing ourselves with drugs or alcohol. Um, but it, it comes, it, it'll always come back. So grief is one of those where these control strategies won't work. Okay. The amount of control we have on our thoughts and our feelings, um, is kind of in inverse proportion to the amount of stress we have. So the less stressful the situation, the more control we have, right? And the more stressful the situation, the less control we have, right? Like the, the, the whole snapping my fingers and, and getting out of the funk. Well, it, I wasn't really in a stressful situation. It was just me kind of moping around. So that, that'll work for that. But if I, you know, try, try this exercise, you know, you're going in for a job interview, tell yourself to be calm, right? You can tell yourself all day long to be calm, are you going to be calm? Probably not, right? Your heart is going to race and race and race, okay? Um, this, the happiness um, trap that this book is based on is built through ineffective control strategies. So this happiness trap that this book talks about is based off of these ineffective control strategies. In order to feel happy, we try hard to control what we are feeling. Kind of, it's, it's this vicious cycle. To find happiness, we try to avoid or get rid of bad feelings, but the harder we try, the more bad feelings we create. So, um, I've, man, I've, I've just found so much useful things. And that's why I, I, we decided to kind of base this, this first, these first couple episodes on this part, uh, on this season to this book is because I was reading this thing. And I was like, man, there's so many good little tips and tricks to help us get out of these funks and to, to help us find happiness. And, and that's what it's all about, man. It's, it's being a totally rad dad is, being happy, right? I, I want happiness for myself. I want to teach happiness to my children and I want to show my children how to achieve true, rich happiness. Absolutely. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, all, all those things you just talked about, we, yeah, I mean, we, we try to avoid, you know, difficult situations by numbing ourselves. We, we try to preoccupy ourselves doing other things. But the true happiness comes by leaning into those difficult moments and actually just feeling your way through them, right? I mean, feeling those uncomfortable feelings. I mean, the, the pearl, the diamond, it's the pressure that actually makes those the gems or the stones or the, the beauty that they truly are. And it's the same with us. I mean, it's the hard experiences in life that are going to actually create that happiness, which is so counterintuitive, which is why our knee-jerk reaction is to you know, escape them, escape the hardness of life. And so, so many people are, are on drugs and, and numbing agents uh, of all sorts and uh, super important. I mean, you talked about grief. I mean, there's so many different elements and levels and kinds of grief. You know, I'm, in an earlier podcast, I mentioned I, we lost a son and going through that grief taught me so much. Like I can't even 
begin to explain how much going through that grief taught me. And, and there were times where I numbed myself for sure. Like there were times where I, I felt like I couldn't handle the grief. I couldn't, you know, couldn't even imagine, but I still, I waited through it. And the further you get through it, the more you feel and there's opposition in all things. And the deeper you can feel, I mean, on one and like pain that the more pleasure you're going to feel on the flip side of that. And as I get older, I start, I'm starting to realize more and more just, you know, wade through the tough times because that that's on the other side of that is where you're going to experience that happiness. And you've got to have that faith that, and this is something that I hold on to. I've, I've debated people with it. Not everybody agrees, but I have faith that everything happens for a reason and you can truly gather and I mean, grow from everything that happens to you. And when you can have that outlook, it's not always instantaneous, but, and that the happiness will, will come afterwards. Um, so don't fall into that trap of avoiding the difficult situations and uh, lean into them instead. And so um, up to right now, we've talked about your beliefs as a totally rad dad, your vision as a totally rad dad, and your purpose as a totally rad dad. And the name of the game right now is writing this stuff down, having it written. I can't, I can't tell you how important it is to actually get it on paper. Something magical happens when it's on paper. And oftentimes just getting it on the paper is going to push you to actually accomplish whatever it is you're writing down and, and help you go in that direction. But the very last of these four is going to be your strategy. So you have all those written down, right? And now it's time to build a plan. And the, the plan does not have to be detailed. Everything you've written down up till now, everything is modifiable too. You can change anything. As, as that's, I think that's the biggest thing is everybody wants perfection. They want their, their vision to be perfect. They want their beliefs to be exactly how this, everything to be perfect and their strategy, their plan's gotta be word for word perfect, but it doesn't, right? We're, we just want progress. We just want, we want it. We want the ball rolling. And to do that, you can't expect perfection and you can change your goals at any time. And I change my goals all the time. I like, I'll get halfway through a year and be like, you know what? I don't really like that goal anymore. I'm not going to do that, but I'm doing really good here. So I'm going to actually increase my goal over here and you just kind of move with it. But the strategy is where you can really, I mean, it's basically like putting your vision on steroids, giving a little boost of NOS, like it'll really just speed things up for you and get you moving in the right direction and accomplishing your goals faster than you ever thought possible. And that's not what the name of the game is, is not get things done as fast as possible. But I don't think anybody's going to complain if they can hit a goal quicker than normal. So in regards to being a totally rad dad, I'm going to give you guys just a, a few strategies, a few things to help you get your strategy um, and it's going to go far beyond this, but what you need to do is get yourself into a quiet room, get a piece of paper, get a pen, and you're going to ask yourself these three questions. You're going to think deeply about each of your children and about their needs, and then you're going to set a goal that you're going to be able to do for that child. So number one, write a brief description of who your child is right now now and it's got to be a vivid description who is your child right now 
you know, what, what is he doing? What is, what are his personality traits? What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? Who is he or she in this particular moment right now? And again, you've got to write this down. That's where it all happens. Number two, define my relationship with them and what I want it to be. So what is your relationship right now with them? Do you see them very often? Are you really connected with them? Are you just that guy that kind of comes home and disappears into the back? Are you the guy that's doing everything with them and playing them, teaching them how to ride a bike and doing all that stuff? So what is your relationship currently with them? And what do you want that relationship to be? And again, so critical to be able to take a snapshot right now where you're at and then that vision that where you want it to be with that individual child. And again, you're going to do this for each kid if you have multiple kids. And then number three, you're going to define what they need, what they need, not what you want, what they need right now. Depending on how old they are, what they're involved in, what are their needs? What are they internally just yearning for, right? And man, so often... I mean, last, last, I need to do this again, actually, but last time I did this, I wrote down and I mean, I couldn't believe the need was connected time with me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how did I not even notice that this was happening, that I'm not connecting with, with these kids as much as they need me to. And it was an eye opener and it really spurred great father, rad dad experiences in, in that moment. And as always, life happens and life gets busy and it's not just easy street all the time. And it's got to be something that once you get this written down, you've got to keep it somewhere where you can read it occasionally. Read it frequently would be best, but at least read it occasionally. And as you go through this, you'll figure out what's best for you. You'll figure out how often you need to read it and to keep yourself motivated and on the right track and moving moving the, the needle in that right direction. And uh, so that for your strategy as a totally rad dad is where I want you to start. And then from there, I mean, strategy is where it's at. I mean, make a, make a game plan, figure things out, figure out what you can do, what you want to do, and start writing down, make plans of when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, and get specific. And once you have that, once you have your beliefs written down, once you have your vision laid out, your purpose behind that vision, and then you've got a plan, man, you just keep reading that thing and it will happen. And uh, it's, it's a powerful, powerful exercise. Um, go back, listen to the other ones if you need to, but I hope you guys got this, these things written down. And those four steps, we're going to take you through in the, the upcoming podcast, we're going to take you through different categories of life and how you can implement those into every category of life. Guys, we're ordinary dads. I mean, we're totally red dads, but we are ordinary dads. And I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I don't know if you guys heard in the background, there's, there's dogs barking, there's kids. I mean, my, my, uh, I'm, we're, I'm recording this in my, in my room, uh, in my house, and, and the kitchen's right off to the, uh, right outside of my door. And uh, kids getting stuff out of the fridge. And we're not in some professional, you know, recording studio. We're doing this um, where we can, and uh, we're we're just trying to get we're just trying to bring some hope to these uh, these just uncertain times. So, 
we're, we're grateful that you guys are here. We appreciate you guys. Uh, this has been really fulfilling for me. Um, and I'm sure I, I'm sure I'm speaking from for Eric too, that this, this is something that um, we debated on whether or not to continue with it. And um, just through everything that's been going on. But um, what's funny is both of our wives with that, even we hadn't even talked yet about this. Um, and then we got on, we got on the phone one day and we're like, Hey, I mean, do we, do we continue with this? And and you said, Hey, my wife said, we should just keep doing this. And I said the same thing. Like I just talked to my wife the other night. And she's like, I think you guys need to keep, keep doing this. So we're excited to be here. We're, we're, grateful that you guys are here listening if you guys have found anything useful in this share it like it subscribe to our podcast um we're going to be putting new stuff out every week uh go to our facebook page follow us uh, on instagram at totally rad dads facebook totally rad dads um and comment you know leave comments if there's anything that you guys would like to hear uh from us about leave it in the comments um Give us a give us a review. You know, if you love it, great. If not, tell us what we can do better. Absolutely. All right, you rad dads. Get to work. Go love on those kids. Go take care of your wife. Be the man that you were meant to be. And remember, you are always rad by choice and not by chance. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets Podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are Rad Dads by choice, not by chance. 